0: This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is
1: Chuck Meyer.
0: For more than two years, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin has pushed federal health agencies for more information about adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccines and about the agency's efforts to censor criticism. Johnson said it was beyond despicable, for example, that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration could be actively hiding information about vaccine safety signals from Congress and from the American people. So on Monday, Senator Johnson held a forum with a provocative title, What Are Federal Health Agencies and the Federal Cartel Hiding?, he said the COVID uh, pandemic has opened many eyes to the failure and corruption of the global elite and their institutions, including government. Johnson, who's ranking member of the Senate Homeland Security Committee's permanent subcommittee on investigation, said, unfortunately, many eyes remain closed and the global elite will use all their power to keep them closed. The event on Monday included Dr. Robert Malone, a molecular biologist, and MRNA expert, as well as journalist Laura Logan, a former CBS News and Fox News correspondent, whom we will be hearing from later. But for now, we are going to hear from... Dr. Rennie Moon, who's a board-certified pediatrician, she has only a few minutes to spare in her busy schedule, but she's decided to join us here on Viewpoint today to talk about this matter of COVID from a pediatrician's viewpoint. And as we say regularly on this program, Viewpoint does determine destiny. There are no neutral viewpoints. Well, the interesting thing is that uh, Dr. Rena Moon's background is as a first-generation American whose family fled from communism. She is now deeply concerned about what's happening in America because she sees what's happening in America very similar to the kinds of things that she escaped from communism. And so she's decided to speak out. She's speaking out also because her contract was terminated after reporting to the Senate roundtable on COVID shot harms. In other words, massive cancel culture. Dr. Rennie Moon, joining us now for the state of Washington, it's good to have you on the program.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: You know, as I came across your uh, material here uh, indicating your willingness to join on the air, I was immediately grabbed by it because we have talked so much about the situation and so many people have been so dramatically hoodwinked under uh, threat, uh, force, fear, uh, coercion, all kinds of uh, means whereby they have been compelled virtually to take the shot, which actually has been concluded even by the CDC, as not qualifying as a vaccine, so they had to even redefine the definition of a vaccine. So, what we're looking at now is a situation where uh, we're we're saying. I'm in fact, I'm looking at this report uh, that came today. A letter from Senator Johnson questioning: Do the FDA and CDC agree that parents should have complete awareness of all potential adverse health outcomes? associated with the covid-19 vaccines before deciding whether to get their child vaccinated he also asked given the findings of the october 15 2023 fda funded study that revealed specific adverse health uh, outcomes for children following covid-19 vaccination does the cdc stand by its recommendation that everyone 6 months and older get a covid vaccine Jab, they refuse to answer. So you're going to get to answer, doctor. You're going to get to answer as a pediatrician, which means you treat children, right? Yes, uh uh-huh. So tell us about your experience.
2: Yeah, so I'll keep this. You know, I have to give you my disclaimer, which is that I'm not here representing any employer, past or present.
0: I understand that.
2: For myself. You're you're representing the
0: truth as you understand it
2: absolutely i've been speaking out for several years now and i i will say that my family fled from tyranny my family fled from a communist country mm-hmm. where their lives had become a living hell i was so lucky i was born here in america where we had freedom i have seen the you worst. thought
0: we had freedom
2: i thought we did until the pandemic hit honestly mm-hmm. and then i watched it all just crumbling away we no longer have free speech here in america did I ever think I would say that? No, not in a million years, but here we are. Doesn't it I,
0: pain you to say that, considering that terrible. you thought you had arrived at uh, Utopia in the United States?
2: Yeah, my parents legally immigrated here. You know, they were vetted. They were productive citizens here. They, they earned their degrees here. They contributed. They raised me to be a proud American. I, You know, I remember standing reciting the Pledge of Allegiance as a child. This was my... I was born here. This is my
1: mm-hmm. home. Yes.
2: Loved America. Visited my relatives under communism when I was 11. I will never forget how they lived. They had such horrible lives there com- in comparison to what I had here in America. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever grateful, forever grateful to have been born here in our beautiful nation. And I will fight for this nation to the to the bitter end. What I'm seeing is... Terrible. So I have not just newly started to speak out. I've been speaking out. I did everything correctly. I went to a top U.S. medical school. I took my board exams and passed those uh, right away. I, I have never had any actions against my medical license, any state medical license. I have never had any lawsuits against me. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm saying I've, you know, I'm not a bad doctor. Okay, <laughs> and. And what I saw unfold with COVID was unbelievable. I simply began to ask questions. I never ordered this COVID shot for a single one of my patients, Mm -hmm. not knowingly, because I looked at the data, and
1: Mm -hmm. the data
2: was clear from the outset. I'm like, why would we give this shot to children that have a 99.997% and higher chance of surviving their COVID infection just fine? Like, why would we give them something with risk? when they don't have a significant risk from the uh, illness itself, right? Our children were spared from COVID. Now, I'm not saying that some of them weren't hospitalized because, Mm -hmm. like any virus, of course they were, but the fatality rate for children from COVID was extraordinarily low. And here we have this product, this synthetic genetic shot that clearly, at this point, I don't think we need to sit here and even debate this. It clearly causes problems with heart inflammation. It causes fatalities, as in children have died from autopsy-proven myocarditis after having received this product. How in the world is this still on our shot schedule? If you look at the traditional shot schedule right now that the CDC posts, this COVID-19 genetic synthetic product is on there under emergency measures under emergency authorization. I'm simply asking the question, where was the emergency for our nation's children when it came to COVID? Yeah. There there was no emergency when it came to COVID. This was this was pushed through. We have no idea what the long term consequences are. We know that the short term consequences can be severely debilitating and fatal.
0: All right, we'll get back to that right after this break. Hang in there. I know you've got passion on this issue. We'll be right back Welcome back to Viewpoint, friends. We're talking with uh, Dr. Rennie Moon, a board-certified pediatrician who had been employed for many years uh, with a particular employer, and then when she decided to testify at a U.S. Senate fact-finding roundtable, she was summarily fired, terminated. In other words, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want her communicating anything other than well, she would say the company uh, story. And yet since then, a superior court judge in the state of Washington just last week heard arguments in a lawsuit brought by four doctors who alleged their state's medical licensing commission illegally adopted a COVID-19 misinformation policy that subjected them to unfair punitive action and violated their constitutional right to free speech. Now, This is not something that uh, Dr. Uh, Moon alone is dealing with. This is a situation now that has arisen across our country and has created such a serious oppression of truth and of the ability to discuss truth all in the name ostensibly of protecting democracy. You talk about massive deception, that's what we're dealing with here. So, Dr. Reddy Moon, a uh, board-certified pediatrician, joining us with this uh, very powerful story. Uh, what? Where do you see this going? Uh, you know, I, I've noticed that you have a number of things that if we had an hour, uh, you and I would be able to uh, talk at great lengths about this. But can you trust any of this data that's being spilled out by the CDC or the FDA?
2: I no longer trust those regulatory agencies. I see parents coming into my office that no longer trust these agencies. Uh, You know, we're in serious trouble. When you begin to silence people, and I don't mean just physicians, but anybody, we're in a lot of trouble, but they have been actively silencing physicians. So I was concerned. Again, I never ordered this shot for any of my patients, not knowingly. I have to say knowingly because some of these healthcare systems will put your name on it uh-huh. but you don't even know about it. But I've never recommended or, or given this to a child knowingly. Uh, despite you know not being anti-vax previously in my career, that was not a term that ever would have been applied to me. But let me keep it simple. I was so alarmed by what I was seeing in my communities by hearing of cases of myocarditis in, in you know friends and community members and mm-hmm. and colleagues that I clearly saw that there was an increase in myocarditis. I know what the normal rate of myocarditis is. It's very rare. I've practiced for over 25 years, so I know what normal is. And so I flew on my own personal expense, on personal time off. I flew at the request of a sitting U.S. senator to Washington, D.C., so I could testify. And you can look. It was public testimony. It was in December of 2022. Mm -hmm. And I said at this testimony, I said, uh, my testimony was there's an increase in myocarditis. No one disputes that these days, but that's what I said. I showed the blank package insert from a box of mRNA product. I had found a box. A nurse and I opened it. And sure enough, the package insert, like we had heard, was blank, except for the words intentionally blank written on it. So how does anyone know what's in the vial that you're about to give to a patient if the package (laughs) insert is blank, right? So I showed the package insert. I said, we are being silenced and threatened. And I said, other nations have shut this down for their young people. Their scientists and doctors have looked at the data, and they have said the risks outweigh any theoretical benefit. We need to shut this down and not give it to our children and our young adults. So I said, this is my anecdotal testimony. I just want you to know what's happening. Basically, as a result of that testimony, on behalf of a sitting U.S. senator at a fact-finding event, my job was terminated. Now, this wasn't just any job that was terminated. My job was terminated by a medical school where I had been a professor, a clinical associate professor of medicine. And they sent a letter telling me why they terminated me. The initial parts of the letter had to do with, you know, alleging that I hadn't taken official time off, but I can assure you I have the <laughs> documentation to show that. Okay. But they pushed it a little further. They said it was their ethical obligation to report my testimony to the medical commission for possible misinformation. And they said I may no longer be eligible to teach medical students because they look at the evidence somehow implying that I don't. Again, I only testified to what I've seen my with my own eyes. And right. so we have, we have. So they then failed to renew my annual faculty contract, thereby terminating my employment. So think of what, what this means. You know, we are intimidating and threatening our physicians for simply doing their job yeah. of speaking out when there is something that they're seeing that is concerning.
1: In other
0: words, they feel compelled to go along with the uh, the, the company store, the so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, If they don't, they know they're going to be in trouble. Therefore, they go along to get along and their patients suffer in the consequences.
2: Well, this is a medical school. and This is happening in our medical schools nationwide. So, you know, what does it mean for a faculty member like me to be fired for simply speaking the truth about what I was seeing and for expressing my deep concerns Mm -hmm. about continuing to give this to children? What does that mean when I'm fired? It means that other faculty and then future doctors have all been silenced and intimidated right. into staying quiet.
0: It's a message. We, we it's a message, it. a threatening mm-hmm. message that they're sending. Yeah. Don't you dare talk about this subject. No matter how much truth it bears, we're going to call it disinformation or misinformation, and thereby you're no longer qualified to, uh, to practice yeah. or to teach.
2: Look, science science and medicine are built on a foundation of dialogue and respectful interactions with one another. We need to figure out what's right for a nation's children and young people. Absolutely. We cannot continue down this road of being threatened. So I already was speaking out quite a bit when I went to the Senate hearing about my concerns Mm -hmm. about this. And when I'm told to be quiet, I just get louder because that's what we all need to do. We have a Constitution. We have – I took the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm. And no one is going to try to silence me without hearing about it. So
0: well, they're taking the, I, taking the Hippocratic Oath and turning it into the hypocritical Oath.
2: Yeah, it's been terrible. And, again, my family fled from this. So my mom used to tell me this story when I was a child. And she said she had been in an adjacent room in her college under communism.
1: Mm-hmm. when they,
2: they, they came for one of her professors. And by they, other people came and they led him away. They were berating him. He had been teaching genetics, and genetics was not allowed at her college back when she was in her 20s. Mm.
1: You
2: know, So she told this story to me growing up, and I always thought, oh, that's horrible how they just took him away and she never saw him again. They purged him from her college under communism. But I never, never in a million years would have thought I would become that professor here, right here in America. So here we, we here find...
0: Here we find uh, the current administration criticizing, and rightly so, Vladimir Putin for shutting down uh, Alexei Navalny, uh, the opposition there, putting him in prison, then accentuating his sentence, and then finding a way to uh, eradicate him from the human race. Now, just yesterday, they came after his attorney. And yet, in the Biden administration, they're doing exactly the same thing, shutting down all opposition, and uh, somehow we just don't get it. We don't see what's really happening right in front of our eyes.
2: Well, it's done intentionally because our media has been taken over. Our mainstream media is full of propaganda. We all know that. It, it's not telling us the truth. And my my relatives experienced this under communism. What, what was happening in America right now is a full-on... Cultural Marxist revolution.
1: Mm, and mm, mm. we
2: are in terrible danger. They are not going to simply come out and tell us that that is what is happening.
1: Right.
2: Because, you know, they, but they have control of our media, so they can feed the message to the public. And many members of the public, you know, just just believe it, because they don't understand that our right. media has been overtaken. During the war that my mom lived through, she remembers as a child, she says, oh, some days one radio station would, would be okay, would have good news the real news, and the next day it would be overtaken by the forces, and it would have propaganda. And they were, you could tell, like, from day to day, week to week. Mm-hmm. We, unfortunately, our mainstream media has simply been overtaken. It is part of this cultural yeah. Marxist situation. Well, we
0: I know that you have today. to go uh, pretty quick yeah. here. Uh, you have yeah. patients that are waiting. But an article just came out today uh-huh. uh, with a, uh, a letter that came to Senator Ron Johnson there in Wisconsin Uh, concerning a woman who had just gotten married, she's 36 years old, and after her second COVID shot, discovered it had prevented her from having children. Can you respond uh, to that as a pediatrician?
2: Yeah, so I'm not an OBGYN expert, and I I do know that many OBGYNs have been reporting uh, concerns about women's uh, menstrual cycles and all of that. But but I can't, I'm not an OBGYN, so I can't specifically speak to that. But I will say that... Look, I have. It's been terrible. I have met the families of young people who clearly, clearly have died as a result of this COVID nineteen shot being administered to them. We have 18 year old uh, Trista Martin who died uh, very shortly after her uh, her shot was given to her of an mm-hmm. inflamed and enlarged heart. We have Ernest Ramirez who died five days after his dose of mRNA product. He just collapsed on the basketball court with no symptoms whatsoever completely healthy child prior to receiving the shot and on autopsy was found to have myocarditis we have uh, victor who passed away at the age of 34 in seattle from uh, his aorta crumbling his parents did everything they could to figure out why he had died so suddenly of such a horrible you know condition and mm-hmm. ultimately the pathology has shown myocarditis he too had had the shot you know, none of these cases were investigated by our federal... But
0: when the news media picks them up, I have followed hundreds of these and reported them here on this program. When the news yes. media picks them up and the reports are given, every one of them says, no cause of death shown.
2: Yes. The, 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 one of these families actually had a letter that was sent to them by by one of these large regulatory agencies that said, you know, our condolences on the loss of your child, but this product is safe and effective. You know... The younger you are and you pass away tragically after being given one of these untested products, the more obvious it is to the American people that we have a massive disaster on our hands. These are not being investigated. The minute there was a fatality possibly associated with this, these products should not have been given to children and young people. Well, that's what Dr. Have, Robert Malone
0: have, said. In fact, he said it should be taken off the market completely. It should
2: be taken off the market. It should have never come on the yeah, market. The yeah. data the data was there, but now that it is on the market, it needs to come off. This is outrageous. Every American needs to be outraged by the fact that it is on the traditional childhood shot schedule under emergency authorizations. Mm. Our children never had an emergency when it came to fatalities from COVID. Mm-hmm. The American public needs to be outraged about this, and we need to Well,
0: we are, that. and uh, so grateful for your yes. taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us here, Doctor. And uh, we'll we'll connect in with you again. You've invited me to do so, and we'll do that again.
2: Yes. Can I give you one more thing? Can I yes, give you sure. a website, please? It's silentmajorityfoundation.org. SilentMajorityFoundation.org dot uh-huh. is the name of the legal team. This oh. is not about me. This is my my lack of free speech. In this, is everyone's lack of free speech. Please look at the website. Look up my name, Dr Moon. They, the legal team has created a whole website that explains what is happening. They give
0: Let it to us again.
2: SilentMajorityFoundation.org. dot and within the search bar of that, put in my name, Dr Moon. There's a whole web page, and if you scroll down to Case Documents, these are all public records. You can read directly the letter that my medical school chairman wrote. Mm. Uh, you can read how they then reported me to the medical commission. With a, I have, Again, I've had a clean license my entire career. Wow. I was reported for testifying in Washington, D.C. to my I was reported by the chairman of the medical school to the regulatory agency of my state mm-hmm. to investigate me for speaking the truth. Wow. And this this has to stop. It has and to stop. The public is who stops this.
0: And it takes yeah. a certain amount of holy boldness for somebody like you to step up to the plate. Uh, there are consequences for standing for truth. Uh, I well, am well aware of those myself, and uh, yes, am so yes, grateful sir. for what you have done. Thank you so much yeah, for joining you. us. Okay.
2: Thank you so much. You're thank
0: welcome. You. Bye bye. All right. Well, uh, hopefully that is helpful to many people, and. Uh, According to an article by Brenda Belletti, a doctor, uh, she has written a piece uh, under children'shealthdefense.org saying it's a stunning act of scientific censorship. A stunning act of scientific censorship. And indeed it is. Uh, Doctors and uh, scientists across the country are being shut down, they're being maligned. Uh, And these are some of the finest doctors that you could really trust out there. A doctor who's willing to tell the truth when everybody else is uh, under coercion and is running in fear is certainly a kind of doctor that you want to have and I certainly want to have. We'll be back with you after this break, friends. This is Viewpoint. As you can see, Viewpoint is determining destiny. Our Viewpoints... Our viewpoints are determining our destiny, the destiny of our children. We'll be right back.
3: There is so much more about Chuck Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind.
0: Today we're talking about cover-ups, we're talking about censorship, we're talking about the COVID uh, shots and uh, censorship and cover-ups and uh, the deceit that is taking place in order to advance the cause of certain things that probably you never heard about. But you're going to hear about them here in the second half of our program here today on Viewpoint on Monday. Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, there in Wisconsin, held a, uh, a seminar, a forum, in Washington, D.C., and discussing this whole subject. He had people gathered from across the nation, uh, people that are renowned, people who have a voice, who uh, are speaking, who have done research, who understand this subject, and understand the uh, nefarious intentions and uh, developments and powers behind it. He said the cover-ups involving both the origin of COVID-19 in China and adverse effects on the vaccines likely are linked to protecting bioweapons industry. That was contended, uh, contended by Dr. Harvey Risch, Professor Emeritus of Epidemiology at the Yale School of Public Health and Yale School of Medicine. So, is there an active cover-up of COVID shot dangers? Well, he went on in the forum to say that he believes that the new coronavirus that caused COVID-19 resulted from research on a bioweapon, funded in part through the National Institutes of Health grants to the nonprofit group called Echo Health Alliance. He said the cover-up and forced vaccinations of the entire planet were orchestrated to protect the integrity of the bioweapons industry. In addition to that, journalist Laura Logan, formerly of the CBS news program 60 Minutes and now with Fox Nation among other media outlets, said the news media willfully has promoted narratives favored by the powerful in both government and the corporate world. These, she said, are the worst times for the media in this country. We live in an age of informational warfare, she said. She went on to say that the State Department agencies fund non-governmental organizations abroad that silence dissent from official narratives and largely do the same in the United States. These, she said, are nonprofits that I'm talking about. They have vast censorship networks that include government agencies, and they use deception to mask their actions with lofty goals, such as preventing the spread of so-called misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, and she said they use phrases like protecting democracy in order to hide their nefarious agendas. On the question of what are they hiding... Evolutionary biologist and podcaster Brett Weinstein answered they're hiding everything. Every single institution dedicated to public truth-seeking is under simultaneous attack, he said. That goes along exactly with what Laura Logan was saying, who has a many decades of renowned reporting around the world. Johnson, the senator, argued during his forum on Monday that elite institutions damaged their credibility during the pandemic. He said, I believe the growing corruption of science, scientific research, medical journals, federal health agencies, and as a result, the practice of medicine has been exposed in the failed response to the pandemic, and we must honestly and relentlessly pursue the truth. Well, that's exactly what Dr. Moon said was doing and came on here to talk about. And now we're going to hear from Laura Logan for just a few moments in her address there at Monday's event in Washington, D.C. Okay it's It's coming.
1: coming. It, in truth, it is a And we it. it's, it's, it's information in and I
0: we are Well, I can and tell we're what's happened here, and not in. which is the unfortunate. Have an in and
1: all over the world. And, have and I and to we...
0: What's happened is that the recording device was operating too slowly... And so it muffled, completely garbled, uh, Laura Logan's communication. I apologize for that. So Laura Logan was very, very strong. I listened to her uh, address there in Washington, D.C., at this forum, and uh, basically she said, look, I've been all over the world. I have done reporting at great risk to my own life almost died as a result of it, you'll have to go to uh, Newsmax, no, uh, I believe the World World Tribune, World Tribune, uh, in order to hear her particular uh, message, which is well worth uh, listening to. It just came out today, and uh, if it's not on uh, World Tribune, it will be on uh, Newsmax. Now, let's take a look at uh, the report from Dr. Brenda Belletti about a journal that published a peer-reviewed paper to provide extensive analysis of COVID-19 mRNA vaccine trial data and post-injection injuries. The author of the paper had called for global moratorium on all the vaccines, not just for young people. The journal is called Curious, C-U-R-E-U-S. And on Monday, the very day that Senator Johnson was holding this forum, The people who published that article, not published it, but the the people who actually printed it, retracted it. Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the paper's authors, called the retraction a stunning act of scientific censorship. He said the journal and its editors had the right to reject the paper at any time during the review process, but once published... It's a violation of the Committee on Public e- Publication Ethics guidelines to retract a paper without adequate justification. The paper, published just last month, detailed the vaccine's potential serious harms to humans, vaccine control, and processing issues, the mechanisms behind adverse events, the immunological reasons for vaccine inefficiency or inefficacy, and the mortality data from the registrational trials. The authors concluded, Federal agency approval of the COVID-19 mRNA injectable products had no support from an honest assessment of all relevant registrational data and commensurate consideration of risks versus benefits. They called the vaccines to be immediately removed from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's that CDC's childhood immunization schedule, and for the boosters to be suspended. Dr. McCullough said uh, the, the research integrity staffer, Tim Kurgis, at the group that published the Curious uh, journal article, last week informed the authors that the journal was retracting the paper. Nicola said, I am suspicious that Kerges and the publisher were pressured by the powerful biopharmaceutical complex of coordinated public health organizations, vaccine manufacturers, and regulatory agencies to censor our paper to keep critical vaccine safety information from getting to the medical community. We rejected the retraction. Fully appealed and report this unethical action to all relevant authorities, he said. Now, this is what is happening as uh, Dr. Moon came on early on in the program today, who herself was censored just because she happened to be asked to testify to a congressional, at a congressional hearing... Her employer in the state of Washington fired her and they had no other basis for doing so other than that they didn't want her to get that information out. Just didn't want it. Can you see that we're in some very deep trouble here? If Vladimir Putin in Russia doesn't want his people to hear the opposition against him, how are we any different? when the Biden administration and those in cahoots with them are doing exactly the same thing to keep the American people from being informed about that which is troubling their lives and would cause terrifying problems in the future. That's what Dr. Malone is warned about. And he's the one that actually was at the root He's the one who is deemed to be, shall we say, the founder of the whole MRNA protocol. And he came out two years ago and very boldly warned the entire world, please do not use any more of these so-called vaccines. You have no idea what they are going to cause a year, five years, ten years down the road. And now we're experiencing it. Morticians all across the country and in other countries are reporting the massive uh, problems in the veins and arteries of the people that they're looking at, dead people who have died as a result of the horrific consequences of the spike protein and what it does to their systems. What it actually does, one of the things that it actually does is destroy your existing immune system in order to ostensibly to combat one thing. But in supposedly combating one thing, it's creating many, many more things and people's immune systems are not capable of resisting. And so our young people all over the world are dying. Athletes. Young people just collapse
3: Click Cell Church.
0: Truth is a very wonderful thing. We're called, as Christians, to love the truth. We're called to embrace Jesus Christ because he is the truth, the way, and the life. He also is said to be the light. While Jesus was in the world, he said, I am the light of the world. While I am in the world, he said. So light and truth go together. But what if people don't want truth? What if they want something else and they have their reasons, their justification? Maybe it's money. Maybe it's power. Maybe it's perks. Maybe it's position. Maybe it's facilitating the new global order whatever it may be, many, many different reasons, and they all work together synergistically, and they don't want to know the truth. They don't want you to know the truth because it will interfere with their intentions. Therefore, they don't want light to be shed upon the subject. Therefore, they must shut down doctors and scientists who have been reporting. They had nothing. They had no dog in the fight or in the hunt, whatever you want to call it. They had no dog in the fight or the hunt. They had nothing that would cause them to have a a sideways agenda to justify or not justify. They were just interested in the truth. But when falsity is promoted in the name of truth, you know you have a very dangerous situation in your hands. So when Dr. Moon spoke to us in the first 20 minutes of the program today concerning her experience there in, under communism and what her family had to undergo, she said, this is exactly what we're experiencing. We're experiencing active Marxism in this country, and it's moving very rapidly. To shut down the truth, whether you want to call it censorship or whatever term you want to come up with, it doesn't matter, because as Shakespeare said, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet or would smell the same, and it's true. So we're looking at something here that is is of such significant and vast proportions and it has been pushed intentionally upon not only the American people but the entire world population. So when one one, uh, study says that there have been at least 17, I believe it was 17 million, or was it 73 million? Anyways, a vast number of people who were known to have died, not from COVID, but from the shot. From the shot. Not from COVID, but from the shot. And now you can perhaps understand why, in all of the reports that come through concerning drop dead suddenly, drop dead suddenly, drop dead suddenly, all over the country, all over the world, not one of them will report the cause of death. Not one. Why? Because they don't want you to know and track it to the shot. Why don't they want that? Because there's something else that they have going on there, whether it's money, power, perks, position, globalism, or all of the above. Now, this report just came out from Dr. Joseph Mercola. The title, Game Over. The truth about COVID-19 finally unveiled. And this is actually talking more about the source of it. On January 25th of this year, an article in the City Journal by science writer editor and author Nicholas Wade details new evidence obtained by the US Right to Know that further strengthens the theory that SARS-CoV-2 was indeed made in a lab. So listen carefully. He says he says that's the key reason why no one despite massive testing efforts has been able to find the SARS-CoV-2 in any wild animal, bats or otherwise, because it never existed in the natural world, only in the lab. The newly obtained documents include what amounts to a recipe for assembling SARS-type viruses from six synthetic pieces of DNA, designed to be a consensus sequence. The genetically most infectious form of viruses related to SARS-1. Wade writes, as it turns out, SARS-CoV-2 has this exact six-section structure. The documents also show that American scientists planned to work with the Wuhan Institute of Virology to engineer novel coronavirus with the features of SARS-CoV-2 the year before the virus emerged from that city. In March of 2018... The Echo Health Alliance, led by Peter Tazek, applied for a $14 million grant to conduct gain-of-function research on back coronaviruses in research labs in California, North Carolina, New York, Wisconsin, Singapore, and Wuhan. The proposal was called Project Diffuse, which described how scientists would... Accomplish it. And one of the characteristics of this was assemble synthetic viruses in six segments. That's the key. So, Matt Ribley, author of Viral, The Search for the Origin of COVID-19, notes that of all the novel features of SARS-CoV-2, are explained by the proposed research methods detailed in the Diffuse documents. So he says, the game is over. The latest revelations provide precise confirmation that all the many suspicious features of SARS-CoV-2, which imply it was man-made, were set out in exhaustive detail in the Diffuse proposal to which Wuhan Institute of Virology was a partner. According to the diffused draft that was obtained, the plan was to synthesize anywhere from 8 to 16 strains of SARS-type bat viruses with human spillover potential in order to create a vaccine that would then be used on bats in regions where there's military activity. Importantly, Echo Health and the Wuhan Institute of Virology were well aware of the potential that this research could spark a human pandemic. A planning memo contains a note stating, we must make it clear in proposal that our approach won't drive evolution the wrong way. For example, drive evolution of more virulent strain that then becomes pandemic. It would appear that's exactly, though, what happened. A synthetic virus was concocted and somehow escaped from the world uh, Wuhan uh, location there. Whether it was intentional or not is another matter. Either way, the moral of the story is that gain-of-function research poses enormous risks to public health and pandemic risks exist. Wow. No wonder. Dr. Fauci denied over and over and over again a funding gain of function research through the National Institute of Health or any other source. But what he did was do it indirectly. Kind of like laundering money. That's what he did. He laundered the money through a variety of other sources so it would appear and he could claim that it didn't come from for the National Institute of Health, or for the U.S. government, and so on. That's what he did. A very slippery character. And the American people, and people worldwide, have suffered and are continuing to suffer immense damage as a result. Millions and millions have died, not just from... COVID, but many believe that far more people died for the vaccine. And among the young, those 40 and under who are dying, just dropping dead, people of very, uh, no, no historic health problems, who are athletes, who are renowned in their game, so to speak just suddenly dropping dead all over the world. And we've reported so many of them here on this program. Just dropping dead. And what's fascinating about the reports that come from them is that no authority is willing to give the cause of death. They always say no cause of death reported. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that convenient? They don't want to reveal the connection. If you were to present all of this before a jury, I believe that a jury of 12 reasonable men and women were become so incensed that they would throw the book at Dr. Fauci, Uh, Joe Biden, who had the temerity to stand before the American people over and over again and tell them if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to die, and if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get sick. The whole thing was a lie, a total lie, as the CDC finally admitted. They finally admitted they were pushed, pushed, pushed to the edge concerning whether or not these jabs were vaccines. And they admitted they were not. Why? Because the two fundamental requirements for a legitimate vaccine historically have been that it will prevent your getting the virus and it will prevent your transmitting the virus. These jabs would do neither. If they would, then Joe Biden wouldn't have gotten uh, COVID three or four times, would he? You see, the whole thing has been a massive, you could call it a joke, but it's a very sick joke. There is going to be some eternal consequences for a lot of people, Christian or otherwise, who promoted this without any reasonable foundation for doing so. They did it for ulterior motives power, perks, position, ulterior motives. You know, going back to law school, I remember uh, there was a judge there in New York who, uh, who gave the United States one of the most quoted phrases in the law, having particularly to do with personal injury cases. Here's what he said. The orbit of duty is the orbit of care, as disclosed to the eyes of prudent vigilance. The orbit of duty was great here. By the CDC, the FDA, our president, the medical associations and so on. Prudent vigilance would have caused them to shut this thing down almost immediately, certainly when Dr. Malone came out and warned the world. But they did not. Therefore, Their liability should be greater than the liability for just about any other event that has ever happened in the history of our country, as it relates. It would cover the misothelial thing beyond, beyond, beyond. This is the issue of greatest liability. No wonder the government wanted to protect the pharmaceuticals from liability. Thanks for joining us, friends.